0: Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jack and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the JK Podcast. Bam. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan. Join us
1: as CWE
0: celebrates nine damn years, the ninth anniversary tour, May 10th through June 3rd across five Canadian provinces. Check out CWECanada.ca for more information.
1: This is Ryan Bowman, editor in chief of thegorillaposition.com, and you're listening to the JK Podcast. The JK Podcast is brought to you by caller and Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use our offer code JKpodcast and get yourself 10% off any purchase you make at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And TheGorillaPosition.com Telling the stories of pro wrestling's storytellers Its biggest stars, its movers and shakers Their families, their friends, and their friends' families Their tragedies and their triumphs Its legends and its future Make sure and check out TheGorillaPosition.com And follow them on social media All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Kerfell here on the JK Podcast. What is going on? What's up, guys? So if things sound a little bit differently this week, why do we sound different today, Carl?
0: Because this week we have decided to move ourselves back to our studio in the garage. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, we got the garage door open today. We're letting some sunshine in. There's a nice little breeze. You're going to hear some birds chirping probably. Maybe not. We'll see. But yeah, we kind of moved everything back out to our uh, studio instead
1: of inside for the cold winter. Mm -hmm. It literally sounds a lot more natural now, so it's uh, definitely more comfortable out here, at least I find anyways. 100%. All right. Well, before we get into our uh, wrestling discussion this week, let us uh, have a little fun with some social media videos here. I stumbled across this one. I think this one's been around for a little while, but uh, uh, I found this particularly interesting and amusing, and you'll see what I'm talking about in a minute here. Let us see why Monster Inner Drink Company is the devil.
2: M closely. There's a gap right here in the letter M. It's never connected. So you go into Hebrew. The letter Vav is also the number 6. Short top, long tail. Short top, long tail. You could have here in Hebrew 666 on the can. But my interest is the word monster. What do you see in the oak? There's a cross. Okay. What has Christ got to do with an energy drink, let alone the name Monster? So I thought, well, maybe this is a Christian company then. BFC at the bottom of the can. Do you know what that stands for? That's the F word. Big Can. In fact, they write it on the side of the can, so I know that's the F word. Okay. Now, do you know what a MILF is? Yes. That's on the box. (laughs) MILFs, dig it, and you will too. This is not a Christian company at all, so why would they have (coughs) a cross on the can? Here is the message. Antichrist. 666 in Hebrew, and then the Bible talks about the beast in Revelation. And look at Monsters' ad. This is their statement. You see these M's everywhere. Hats, t-shirts, bumper stickers. Is there another agenda here? If God can use people and product, so can Satan. You cannot deny that that is a cross. Mm -hmm. And what is witchcraft? When the cross goes upside down, bottoms up.
1: So, Yeah wow is the only word that kind of comes to mind there. I mean, <laughs> just her fighting a battle that I don't think anybody was fighting or was even talking about or even considering. And talk about just reading too much into something so insignificant, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, it is really weird. I mean, that's that's a video that's been around for quite a while now. And I, it's it's very... I wouldn't say difficult to kind of understand where she's coming from because she does make some valid points with it. But is, is is that really what it means? (laughs) I,
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I highly doubt that, um, monster energy drink is the Antichrist and the devil. Uh, if that is the case, then, um... So be it, I guess. I I really don't know, <laughs> and I'm gonna ask. I think it's just it's reading way too much, <laughs> and fighting a battle that just I don't think anybody was even attempting to, to to fight there. So no. Anyways, let's get to some wrestling discussion here, and I mean, still the the talk of the pro wrestling business, of course, is all in happening in Chicago in September, and I think the, the big question, uh, you know, that I've you know been asking myself and I know wrestling fans all over the uh, the world are asking since we're not able to be at this event Live anymore because it's completely sold out, how are we going to be able to watch this? How is it going to be distributed? Is it going to be straight to DVD or Blu-ray? Is it going to be distributed just purely digitally? Is it going to be streamed at all? Is it uh, Netflix or, you know, I guess, I mean, it's something that's really up in the air and hasn't really been explained. And the reason
0: for that is, I don't know. It's a big, Just as Cody Rhodes has said, it's a big question mark. I don't know, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's he wants to be able to get this out to everybody somehow, yeah. but he's unsure of how to go about and doing it. Um, if we can make a suggestion here from the J podcast, mm-hmm. I pay per view, IPPV. Yeah, it's it's available out there. It works. It runs, you could put it on to like the fight app Mm -hmm. or you could put it out there on, uh, there's a number of different apps that can happen. Ring of honor runs on the fight app. You know, there's, there's other promotions that run on the fight app, um, fight for those who are are wondering and would like to look it up. It's F I T E, Mm -hmm. if you, uh, app store that you can find it, um, (sighs) I think that would be probably the best way to go about it. Chromecast supported, you yeah. know, all this different stuff available for the fight app. Honor I Club think that's too. the way to do it.
1: Honor Club too, if you get the Ring of Honor app, uh, it's built right in uh, there to Chromecast support as well. So, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, with uh, guys being pulled in from multiple promotions, I mean, you just you have the opportunity to be on multiple platforms there to just limit yourself to maybe like a physical disc release or something that's too old school and i've seen some people and heard some people you know th- you know suggesting that that's what they should do you know if you're not going to be there well then you're out of luck and you're only gonna be able to see a recording of it so um i think that you know the approach is to go as, in as many directions as you as you can you know you have these streaming services that all of these promotions have for the most part now take advantage of that and, and i would say of course you know try and and get some uh, kind of disc or some kind of physical copy out there as well. I think, uh, cause I know it would likely sell well with wrestling fans. So definitely would. So we'll see what happens with that. It's still, so there's so many things that are up in the air and uncertain about it. So it's, um, I mean, there's not a lot of time to get this together. So, you know, it's going to start to hopefully start, we'll hear more about it and we'll be able to get more concrete information to see about what's going to happen. Cause it's, uh, it's set to be a pretty huge thing. And, uh, some big names.
0: Hopefully real soon we get to find out because it's, uh, it's coming up quick. And it's one of those things that if they, if they continue to put it off for any amount of time, it's going to be a missed and past opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Now I think something that I've wanted to cover for a while now, I think now's a pretty good time, you know, considering what's going on. And this is mainly to do with WWE and how heels or the pad, Guys are portrayed when it comes to what WWE does, and you see a real wide variety of it in WWE. Like you see what they did with Braun Strowman; they, they, in my opinion, managed to mess it up because they had this guy who was like an unstoppable monster and did all this kind of stuff. And then you get to WrestleMania, and what do you do with your biggest heel in your company? You have him bring out a child to yeah. be his tag team partner. So <laughs> they screwed that up, in, in, you know. My personal opinion: you have. Two of the, probably the best professional wrestlers in the business, arguably in Nakamura and AJ Styles, resorted to him saying, "Me no speak English. I punch you in dick." And <laughs> that's, that's 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 what that's it's the turned nice way into. To it, yeah, that's what it's turned into. And you know, they took two of the best guys that could have had some of the best matches in WWE in recent history and resorted to that. And but then, strangely enough, you look at the NXT product and you have Tommaso Ciampa against. Uh, Johnny Gargano, and you have one of the best rivalries and one of the best heels in Tommaso Ciampa going right now in WWE, and they've built it up over a long period of time, and it and made it extremely personal, and it, it just it, it boggles my mind how they could do it so well with with a couple guys, and then to mess up so poorly with other ones. Is it a matter of you know? people behind the scenes or maybe the guy's just not into it it's to me it's it's so puzzling
0: i am gonna come back to what i have always come back to with this And, and for those of you that have listened to our podcasts for a while you'll you'll know exactly where i'm going with this main roster vince mcmahon nxt triple h yeah That right there. I mean, it's just, it's showing and proving to me once again that Triple H knows what he's doing and has the wherewithal to be able to make these amazing decisions to have these guys go out there Mm -hmm. and be able to put on an amazing series between the two of them and be able to keep it a good heel and a good face Mm -hmm. going through the entire thing. Whereas on the other end of it with Vince McMahon, he makes those final decisions. Did he think that it was going to turn out and be something funny for, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura to be hitting AJ Styles in the nether regions (laughs) for weeks upon end? I mean, it's almost going back to like the childish kind of, uh, DX days. Right. But I mean, I don't know. I, I, to me, that's what it is. It's, you know, Vince McMahon and old school and Triple H and trying to bring things back around into a uh, more new school mm-hmm. type of mentality.
1: And what this tells me to, to go along more with this, I, I think that, you know, Vince, you know, it's. I don't think that the, the left hand even knows what the right hand is doing because you have at money in the bank. You're going to have a last man standing match with Nakamura and AJ Styles. Yep. The night before... You're going to have a last man standing match versus Tommaso Chump and Johnny Gargano that's going to blow that out of the water. Why would you then go... Vince, why would you have a match that you know is not going... You're going to get blown out of the water by Saturday. Why even go there and attempt that? Now, with AJ in Nakamura, that's going to just discredit that even more. A hundred percent. So I, I'm at a loss for words of, of what's going on. And Vince, I think... I know, I, th- I think we can see a bit more clearly now that I don't think Vince pays attention to NXTL that much. Nope. I honestly don't think he does. Nope. Otherwise, he would see this kind of stuff coming. 100% he
0: would. So. 100% he would see this coming. But yeah, I mean, I, I, 100%, I believe you're right. Like so. he, he's, he, he seems to have just not given up, but he just kind of pushes off to the side NXT and says, I don't want to deal with this. Um, I have way too much stuff I'm dealing with on the main roster and with the XFL in 2020 and, you know, all of this different Uh. stuff that he's got going on. Uh, I don't think that he really puts in the time or the effort to be able to really take a look at the product of NXT and see how well it's doing.
1: Or he has very limited... Uh, experience with it. He probably gets uh, told about it maybe a couple times when they're getting ready to do these big call and maybe looks at bits and pieces and, and uh, I'm guessing that that's probably all he sees because otherwise these kind of weird booking situations and 50-50 stuff and constantly switching characters with like like Nia Jax and stuff like that, it's it wouldn't be happening as much I think if Vince paid attention to everything that, that his product has to offer. And it's just a matter I think we're seeing more and more as time is going on, especially, you know, even more recently now, too, again, where I think that uh, he needs to give up some control and let some, you know, newer people with some current invalid and relevant experience to to be calling the shots more because, man, Vince is so out of touch. (laughs) We've said it before, but I mean, it's getting worse now. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, and you have New Japan and everything coming over now, competing directly with you. We're going to have, you know, it's not going to be the Monday Night War anymore. We're going to have the Friday Night War because, you know, New Japan's going to be airing on Friday and, you know, possibly SmackDown could be too. And, you know, we'll see what, uh, what happens with that because, uh, you know, New Japan and uh, this partnership with Ring of Honor, they're not backing off. They're just stepping on the throttle now. You know with this all-in everything now too i mean a lot more exposure getting out there for that product and i won't say the wwe's in trouble you know because i mean you know with the money that they're getting from this fox deal the whatever billion dollar i mean they're gonna have some serious money to to try and snatch up talent again now too like guys like young box and stuff like that they're gonna be you know scoping out talent like that and they're just gonna throw ridiculous amounts of money at them and a lot of them will probably take it I'm sure they will. You know, guys like Ray Mysterio and stuff like especially, you know, in that you know, the declining years of their of their career, they're gonna really go for that kind of stuff. You know, they wanna make big money and you know, not have to fart around too much.
0: And I think like you mentioned, you mentioned the young bucks. I think really you're you're going to see as loyal as they are to the independent scene, if the WWE were to throw them enough money. I think that they would 100% go over there, even if it's just for a year's deal and then go back to the Indies Yeah, just for them to be able to say, yeah, we made it. We were there. We did that big stage.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, they'd be crazy not to accept it in my opinion, but then again, you know, it's, um, you know, really a matter of personal choice. So there's some guys that, uh, you know, don't necessarily need to come over and, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Some people cross back and forth like Chris Jericho and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, you know, but money is going to be a big factor there because they're going to have a lot of money to throw around, and we're going to see who's going to take it. That's right. So, and you know, speaking of people that uh, I don't know how much you know, big money he makes anymore. But uh, interesting that that I came across, um, kind of set up for this uh, podcast was uh, with John Cena. You know, despite everything that's going on behind the scenes or personal wise with him, that's. A lot of the discussion and not really technically turnbuckle talk. There's some speculation that him uh, sorry, of him maybe going down to NXT to maybe help some of these up and coming talents. You know uh, you know, just imagine you have like him like versus like Velveteen Dream or you know, maybe EC three or you know, or even Ricochet, some of these guys, there's a chance for some kind of intriguing matchups there actually.
0: There is, but I I can, I can understand if that's something that they would want to do. I personally yep. wouldn't want to see Cena wrestling in NXT. Mm-hmm. I would rather see him in a different type of a capacity, whether it's uh, backstage or whether it's, you know, front stage helping someone out as like a, a general manager type role or something like that. Um, you could have some amazing matches, mm. but Cena's gone to really more of a, like a part-time schedule yeah. as of late. So will it really help? Will he go to a full-time schedule going back down to NXT well, or will it be still a part-time schedule and just kind of the same except he's in NXT now?
1: I could see a, a part-time schedule. I think keep in mind too, XT NXT is taped, so it's not aired live. So he has that flexibility there as well. And I what I could see happening if they go that route with him and if he if he wants to do it or however it unfolds, I could see it being like with uh with Cassius Ono, like him being in almost that kind of role. You know, yeah. Where you know he he works uh you know with, with the majority of them to, you know, help them, you know, kinda get geared up and get ready for the you know the bigger picture. You know, I think that that's why Cassius Ono was brought in, or Chris Hero, however you want to call him. Yeah you know and i could see john cena you know filling that role or being another person that does that
0: i could too but i mean when chris hero came in i i was so pumped and i had such high hopes for you know everything that that i know he can do mm-hmm. um and then to see what they did with him i mean honestly they really haven't done very much with him and it it's it, it, for me anyway is it's it's kind of a a, a piss off mm. that they really didn't do
1: more with him they just kind of turned him into a jobber i th- i think he knew what he was getting into though and you know personally you know and i think i think knowing you know the the kind of wrestler or everything and everything that he's done i think that he probably necessarily didn't mind you know cuz obviously he knows that he can't you know, do the all the high flying and all that kind of stuff. You know, you can tell just even the physical condition. He's not, you know, he's a bit of a bigger guy now too, right? So I, I think that uh, he was well aware of what he was getting into. And from what I can see, I mean, he's still there. He he must seem comfortable in that role. You know, maybe maybe that's starting to change. Maybe that's why they're looking at maybe bringing Cena in. But you know, it's one of those things. Times time will tell. I think Cena could probably possibly be a positive effect on NXT though. If he, if they decide to go that route, especially guys like Velveteen Dream and whatnot.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it will have some positives to it. Um, I just, I just find it hard because we just talked about NXT and the good things that they're doing with mm-hmm. like the, the, uh, Ciampa and Gargano situation that's going on over there. Right. Do they really need help over there? I don't think mm. they do. Yeah. So why bring somebody in like Cena mm-hmm. to help it if it doesn't need help? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the stance that I'm taking on this right now, because I just, it, it, it would be a cool idea, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't make sense to me that you have a product that is working and flourishing and doing sure. amazing and doing better than your main products at times. Yeah. You don't need to bring anybody in like this, right?
1: True. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's, I think it's just purely a speculation thing at this point. But uh, you know, Reigns be seen if it it happens. If if it you know if it doesn't, then it doesn't. You know, it's not something that I'm overly concerned if it happens or not. Because, like you said, you know, NXT is doing just fine the way it is. You know, there's some good up and talent coming. But, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the idea there is to try and groom them for the main roster. And I think a good example, um, you know, we can compare two people right now, uh, Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano. Now, it's pretty clear, like, if you pay attention to how Daniel's been working recently, like they threw him, like, right back into it, like, working, like, house shows. Oh. Uh, all these kind of dream matches kind of happening you know, on the on the free shows. Well, I yeah. think that what's going to happen with Daniel Bryan is that his contract is coming up to uh, to be renewed soon, and I think he's going to, I think they're trying to get out as much of him now that they can, because I think he's going to be done when they when they, they go to resign. He's going to go to Ring of Water or these other places. And I think that they're grooming Johnny Gargano to be the next Daniel Bryan, you could tell if you watch uh, how they they're, they're booking Johnny and how they they get the crowd reaction. He's the next Daniel Bryan. Now that
0: you you mention it, I mean, kind of looking back over some of the last NXTs that I've watched, yep. uh, yeah. I mean, really, a hundred percent. Yeah,
1: they're looking um, to fill his role with Johnny Gargano because they're afraid that Daniel's going to leave. <sighs> he almost left previously.
0: Yeah, you're right. He almost did, right?
1: Because the word I, is I, that I his contract because right. they're negotiating his contract now. And the word is that it's not going well. Daniel's not going for it, so they're trying to get as much of the out of him now as they can while well, they still have him before he's gone. And I, uh,
0: I don't blame either party. To be honest yeah. with you, I mean, Daniel Bryan is a draw. He's a name. He's yeah. a big name. He's sure. a he's a phenomenal wrestler. He is probably one of the best in the world at this time. Yeah. Um. So for him to be working as much as he is, yeah. I think is definitely something that's going to take a toll on him. Um, WWE knows how great of a talent he is, and mm. that's why they're continuing to use him as much as they do.
1: Yeah.
0: Unless they can really figure something out for both parties to be happy, yeah, I, I think you're right. We could probably see... Daniel Bryan leaving and going somewhere else to be happy and a grooming happening as we speak.
1: Yeah. Yep. Huh. I, th- I think so. And with uh, ring of honor, you know, getting lots of momentum now, Daniel's worked there before. Uh, I-, I could very well see him, you know, I won't say his showing up at all in because I don't know, obviously the time frame there probably isn't available there for that. But I mean, with the, the, the passion that Daniel has for the business, I could very well see him go over there in new Japan as well. You know, considering the partnerships they have now.
0: Definitely. I mean, Daniel Bryan was one of the originals, uh, with ring of honor. Yeah. So as Daniel Bryanson, that's how people knew him. That's how he came up through the ranks and, and made his way up to the WWE. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I could see him going back to uh, ring of honor. Um, I don't think that he would go really anywhere else like
1: Lucha or impact. I uh, can't see that. I don't, I don't impact. Oh, but then again, you know, impact is, uh, up and coming again, you know, that they, they've had surges in the past now, but now it seems to be consistently kind of, uh, improving, you know, and, or, um, yeah, I mean, I think the, I think ring of Honor would probably be the best, uh, Option for him if he if he decides to leave WWE. I
0: think so as well because uh, for Daniel Bryan, that's home.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, with matches, you know, with guys like Samoa Joe and uh, you know, I think even uh, formerly uh, Seth Rollins and stuff there. I mean, there were a ton of uh, uh, guys that are actually in WWE. You know, that have come out of there and uh, now you know who knows maybe we we'll, might start seeing turning back the other way with, them, with some of them going back there because uh, that, that promotion is is picking up some steam big time lately and this all-in yeah. thing is only furthering that so yeah and you know and it, with more of the NXT stuff too I mean um you, know, you could potentially and I think this could be a good thing especially for you know you know especially these few uh like Sasha Becky you know Ty Dillinger some of these guys maybe uh guys or girls going back down to NXT because uh, honestly I think a couple of them maybe shouldn't have left in the first place because I mean they're were, they're were and, you know, maybe some should, you know, stay there, you know, kind of, you know, cause they have that independent, that indie show kind of feel already to NXT. Some of these rosters like that are, are perfectly matched for that. So just keep them there.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree with Dillinger. I agree with, with possibly Becky and Sasha. Yeah. Um, a name that I think I would have thrown in there yeah. and, and that I think should have stayed in NXT is Bailey. Alien, yeah. um, she's really suffered since coming up. She <laughs> has. and, and you got nothing it's, for her, nothing. I know. And it, it it's unfortunate and kind of heartbreaking because yeah. she was doing so well down in NXT. She had such a following. Yeah. And then for them to bring her up to the main roster and, and there, it, we hardly see her anymore. There's like nothing from her. And it's it's unfortunate because I know she's she's talented. Mm-hmm. She can do the work. She can do the job. She can wrestle. She can do yeah. it g- amazingly. Amazingly. But I think it comes down to almost maybe an oversaturation right now of oh. female stars on the main roster again.
1: Um, That's what I was just gonna say. You know, I think we need to look at the bigger picture here. It's just you know not only just with that, but just you know the WWE in general is just oversaturated with the, mm-hmm. so many shows and so many pay per views and so many wrestlers now. You know, you know, and then, you know, the, the, the prospect of even more people being called in and like, where's the breaking point? Like, where, where do you say, OK, we have enough now. Let's work with what we have and improve it instead of constantly bringing a new and then just like this endless cycle of people coming in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, you know, and some, you know, like Bailey, you know, like Zack Ryder, some of these guys where they're just or girls that are just like stuck in wrestling purgatory and have nothing to do. Yeah. And you know, they show up to the arena like every weekend and they're behind the scenes or whatever and they're just sitting there going, do I get to wrestle tonight or am I just sitting here playing with myself? With
0: with the amount of, of talent that's actually yeah. on the roster at this time, it's almost as if the WWE really needs to, um, on television, on cable television, it, it, they need to almost bring in like Thursday Night Thunder like WCW did, right? And kind of take some of these people and bring them over there so that, they can be seen. They can still work um, and, and earn their money from the contracts that they've signed. Um, but then we come to like an oversaturation of um,
1: shows. Yeah.
0: On top of that, especially right? SmackDown's
1: going to move to three hours when they go on to Fox. The only thing that might be good from there, from that, is maybe with it being on Fox, maybe they, they'll be forced to or, or to older that's the way they're going to go with it to uh, to tape instead of being live yeah you know, that that could potentially maybe be positive when it comes to to that in that respect but um but yeah i mean just that's you know as cool as the women revolution has been it seems to have tapered off a little bit and seems to be kind of waning and then but but the roster size is growing while this is happening and it's you know there's just some like bailey especially just left just left hanging there with nothing to do, you know? And, you know, I, I was expecting them to make her, like, a female John Cena type character. And, yeah. And, you know, whether that worked or not, I mean, who knows? But but they didn't even try. No, they didn't.
0: <laughs> I mean, they pretty much just gave her uh, these flailing, inflatable, wavy, wacky two that men or whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that's all they, they continued to give her. Like, yeah. they just were like, okay, yeah, it, they, it works they take there. Just try it here and, you know... That that's it. Just go out there and and do whatever. It's almost how it, yeah. how it felt, right? Like th- there was no growth yeah. from NXT and having these these things in there. Like it, it just se- looked like NXT, yeah. right? It like didn't have that big main roster main yeah. show feel to it anymore because it, it it had been done for so long down in NXT. So, I mean, they really didn't give her anything, Mm -hmm. right? They gave her this in NXT and said, Kate, now take that with you and just work with it.
1: Yeah. I think they just need to... With The NXT product is, you know, yeah, it's nice to see some people obviously move up, and you know, and improve, but I think that there's some, and I I think there needs to be a bit of a shift in just how NXT kind of operates, because, I mean, everything else is fine, but calling every single wrestler, every single person up to that main roster, I don't think you need to do with every single one of them.
0: No, you really don't, and I... uh yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. There are some people that should have just stayed down in NXT.
1: I mean, it does allow us to see some new people coming up, you know, like your EC3s, like your Velveteen Dreams, you know, thankfully for that, you know. But uh, it's uh, it's turning, into, I think, into too much of a revolving door, you know, and, you know. But, you know, not, I don't want to nitpick NXT too, too much because, I mean, I think it is uh, WWE's better product right now. And, you know, especially on those takeovers, you know, with this, uh, last man standing match that's going to happen with, uh, Gargano and Ciampa, you know, I could see again, them outshining, uh, the main pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens with, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey and, uh, Nian Jackson, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, it's so it's so bizarre just that matchup. To touch briefly on that before we end off the episode, yeah. it's 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 a bizarre matchup. It is on, on so many levels because the way that they set it up now, if it's anything other than Ronda destroying Nia, it doesn't. It's not going to make any sense.
0: It, it, it won't. I mean, it's yeah. they built it up to be that. Yeah. They've built uh, Ronda Rousey up to be now this. You know amazing phenomenal destroyer that's coming from the world of mma over to you know the wwe and professional wrestling uh if they don't have her destroyer and win that belt it's uh, personally i think it's going to totally destroy everything that they have just done with ronda rousey and trying to bring her up
1: and it's going to destroy everything with nia Jax again because they they were building up her uh you know to be um more of a presence again too and yeah. you know they, they did the it's not believable even with the, this uh, bullying thing uh, with um,
0: Alexa bliss with Alexa bliss and Nia and Jax,
1: James. You, you had uh, somebody who's what five foot nothing you know bullying and beating up somebody that's like a lot bigger than she is <laughs> it didn't make any sense you know not, not taking anything away from Alexa bliss but I mean it it's not believable in that in that context whatsoever. And then now you're doing it again, you know, on a a big bigger scale with with Ronda. Yeah. But I mean, if they have Naya destroy Ronda, then there's there's no good way to pull this off with the two of them matching them up together at this point. Either either way, it's going to be weird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's no other way to put it. No matter what the outcome, it's gonna it, it, it's gonna feel thrown together and just out of place. It, yeah. it really will. Um and it's unfortunate that that's going to happen because I think that they had they been given more time mm-hmm. to really build on this. I think that they could have really done something good with it. Um you know, have Nia Jax continue to hold the belt and go through all of these other people week to week to week to week mm-hmm. and then you have Ronda Rousey working her way up through you know some of the same people or other people, and and work their way up and up and up and up, right? And then the two of them come to a head. It would have made for a better match.
1: You know what it feels like with her. It feels like, you know, I, I've heard this someplace else. That I was a really good comparison, and that is Nia Jax. She's turning into the female big show. Yes, they're doing the exact same thing with her. That they did with him. He has a short little run with the character, and it's on to the next one. Short run with the character. It's on to the next one. It's not consistent. You know, it it's, is that kind of wrestling character going away now? Like, cause I mean, you used to have somebody that they had their gimmick and that's pretty much what they were their entire career. They have little shifts here and there. But, but now with most of these stars that they're really trying to build up, they're constantly changing them in, in weird, wacky, strange ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. And it, it, it just it's it it creates a very disjointed kind of viewing experience, especially for people who are just maybe coming to a fresh now. Yeah. So like they see her like this one week and the next week it's something different. How confusing is that? Like it just sits I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, no, you're right. I you mean know? that's that's exactly what they're doing. And uh, it, it it does make things very difficult and confusing yeah. for even longtime fans to kind of go like Why did this happen? There's no rhyme. There's no reason for it. There's, you know, justify this for me, please. You need to justify why this has happened. And yeah, it's, it's difficult.
1: But luckily for us coming up in June, we are going to have CW back here live in person. And we're going to see some good live independent wrestling here in Sault Ste. Marie, and I'm looking forward to that. So it's going to be offset to the uh, the weird wackiness that's been WWE recently.
0: Definitely <laughs> it will be. Yeah, June 3rd, we're going to have yep. the CWE, Canadian Wrestling's Elite, back in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. And we are super excited. We have our VIP tickets already. Yep. Um, this is their nine-year tour. Now, originally we were supposed to have Ron Simmons on this tour. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, due to family issues and obligations, we will not have Ron Simmons, but we will have Two Cold Scorpio. Two Cold Scorpio.
1: Yep. Yep. So it's gonna be cool. Uh, nonetheless, it's a it a good mixture of talent coming through as well. There's gonna be a women's match as well. It's uh it, it's looking like it's going to be pretty good. So uh, I'm looking forward to it and uh, seeing uh, the guys again. So we've seen them a few times now. So looking forward to that. And like I said, you know, it's going to be a nice uh, offset from the uh, the strange uh, beast that is WWE currently. And, you know, thankfully you know, there's a lot of other options out there. If you're somebody that just likes to whine and complain about, uh, about WWE, you know, you have other options. out there. Impact has gotten really good again. Uh, of course, Ring of Honor. I mean, you can download the Ring of Honor app on your, your phone, and you can watch the latest episode. Yep. And they make it really nice and easy. I mean, there's so many options out there if you're a wrestling fan. You know, don't just limit yourself to WWE. You know, I know we talk about them a good portion of the time because, you know, they are the main promotion out there. But um, there's lots of good out there if you're a wrestling fan. Don't uh, limit yourself because, uh, I mean... Yeah, there's just there's so many and different styles of it too. Lucha Underground, if you like more of that, uh, you know, the production, the story kind of stuff. If you like just kind of pure wrestling stuff. You know, Ring of Honor is a is a good option or New Japan. You know, for it's it's like with music, there's a there's a type of wrestling out there for everybody. So
0: there definitely is, and I mean that's that's what um, you know everything is all about. It's all about being able to see all the different promotions and being able to see everything that's going on, uh, as opposed to just sitting there and watching the WWE. So yeah. educate yourself, people go to Google and Google mm-hmm. professional independent wrestling promotions. Yeah. You're going to come up with a plethora of different things and immerse yourself into those and see what's out there other than the WWE. Mm-hmm.
1: right. I think that's a good way to end off the episode here, Carl. But uh, let's talk about our social media with you, and then I'll tell everybody about uh, where they can uh, listen to us.
0: Definitely. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us by searching for JK Podcasts. That's with an S at the end. JK Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: All right, and where you can find the episode, of course, we're on uh, Podbeam where we've been featured recently and uh, continue to see some nice uh, growth there. But if you're on iTunes or if you're on Google Play or if you like to listen to your podcast and your music on YouTube, you can find it there as well. So pretty much any platform you want, we're available on. Even some of these other podcatchers and other platforms, you'll find us in there. Search the Drew and Carl podcast. All right, I think that's a good way to end off, and we'll see you guys on the next one.
0: Ciao. This is the Top
1: Gun, Chase Bridge and you're listening to the J&K Podcast.
0: This is ECW original, the enforcer, C.W. Anderson. I'm listening and always listen to Turnbroke Talk with Joe and Carl. Not only because I'm an Anderson, because these guys are extreme.